All right. You ready? Yeah, no, I just didn't expect you to bust out an accent there. So, hey, everybody. Hi. This is Sarah. Dana. We are back with Decant DC. Hello. Having our happy hour convo. Um, so we know that we're like back, back in action with our like every three weeks ish type timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're really excited to try and like get this back and like grow it and really um think about ways to expand who we're talking to, what yeah. we're talking about. Um, and we appreciate everybody who's been here on this whole journey. Yes, and sorry that we went away for so long, but we're glad to be back. But in reality, we know you all have lives, and we have lives too, and nobody's mm-hmm. perfect, and we appreciate people supporting us, even though we we're not just <laughs> had a crazy holiday season and work and weddings. And we're blah, not just blah, blah, blah. fabulous podcasters. Yeah. We're humans. I mean, if this could be my only job, I might be into that. Oh my but... God, I'd be so into that, but it's not. It's not. No. No. Um, also, I'm hungover again. I mean, so it goes. It happens. I know. I know. That's why we're rocking the uh, multi multi beverage situation. You yep. gotta get the coffee, the hair of the, the dog, wa- the water. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Word. I mean, you know. Yeah, I went out with my coworkers last night, and let me tell you, I love them, but they are they party hard. They yeah, possibly too hard. Especially like, they're like above my level these days. I same. can't do that. Especially one of them who is almost forty and is no, like she's impressive. She's very like, impressive. I don't know how you do this. Nope. She's for her 40th birthday. She and a bunch of her friends are have rented multiple villas in Italy. Damn, Bologna, Florence, and Venice. I Why believe. do I want to have kids again? Because uh, yeah, right. The dink life to... is great. Dang, <laughs> dang. Yes, yes. Mistakes. Um. Anyways. <laughs> um. So I thought. Speaking of plans that happened yesterday, um, I went to uh, the bridal tea of. Ooh. A good friend of mine who's I getting like, married. It I like was bridal tea. That's such a cute idea. It was adorable. It was so well done. Like it was the perfect amount of stuff. There were collective things, and people got to sit around and chat, and um, it was just really adorable. The tea was delicious. Like Where it was, was nice. It? it was at the Willard. It was really, it was really lovely. That's really fancy um, and lovely. I love that. It was, it was really nice. I think they did a wonderful job and um, I'm very happy and excited yeah. for her Was that her wedding. shower, basically? Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. That I was her that. shower. Um, yeah. And it was, it was so cute. Um, it was a good chance for me to get caught up with some um, other former coworkers of mine, which was actually just like a really nice surprise to yeah. like have such a deep conversation with them. Um, so you and I had very different coworkers. We had very, yesterday. very different. I mean... <laughs> There was no alcohol at the tea. No. It was a tea. There was tea, at yeah. which the tea was great. Did um, nobody do an interpretive dance to a Celine Dion song? There was no Celine Dion. Because <laughs> that no. happened last night. <laughs> My six-foot-tall male now, colleague did that. So No, that didn't happen. <laughs> Not, nothing even remotely like that. <laughs> there were children who were very cute. There were children at the party I went to last night, but they left before the alcohol. Before died. the interpretive dance? Yeah. yeah pre- yes. The well, the interpretive dance was about midnight. Sounds scarring. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. Anyways, so they had this one like little activity which I'd never seen before. It was yeah. super, super cute. Um, so I took it with me, um, like a creep. But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm just gonna take these. Thanks. Um, Thanks, bye. Uh, so they had this activity, and they were like, you know, like they had 
you know, over under guessing things and like knowing the bride kind of games and stuff, which were really cute. But this one I'd never seen before. And it was like, um, I think it was, yeah, it's 12 silhouettes of like Disney princesses, which I think they use princesses quite broadly, which is in line with what Disney does where there's people on here we were just talking like, aren't. I don't think princesses like Mulan. Tinkerbell is princess. Tinkerbell's not a princess. No, but it was really cute. Where like they had all their silhouettes, and you had yeah. to guess like who was who. And it's super cute. I'm looking at it. It right was now. really adorable. Yeah. Like it's. I was very impressed with them. Um, and like some of them are kind of hard because like we got Snow White confused with someone else, and then like Anna and Elsa were kind of difficult to remember. Oh yeah. Um. Because, like, actually the one silhouette of Anna kind of looks like Mulan when she's fighting. So, like, you know, like, like a little, you know, the yeah. silhouettes were cute and yeah. it was kind of challenging. Um, Tinkerbell was an easy one, you know, with the wings. The wings. Um, the wings will do it, yeah. But it kind of got me thinking about this whole idea of, like, being a princess and, like, the tea was adorable. And this is not to knock on her tea at all. Um, but I was like, you know, like, we have this idea of, like, being a princess as, like, this really to me it seems like somewhat indulgent like yeah. a cute kind of fairy tale like everything is wonderful and pretty and full of dainty sandwiches yes. and like doilies doilies yeah and i was like you know like what does that really mean these days we've got the disney princesses and how they're trying to be more inclusive and everything yeah. over time which i think is great um but like you're still marketing this idea of like princesses to young impressionable children and then we've got like our very justifiable <laughs> obsession with like kate and megan yeah especially like, megan because like sh- she's an american yeah she did it you guys no and i think like I, there was a lot of stuff about the wedding that i thought was really cool like and yeah they're so focused on philanthropic work which i think is awesome and, and like, harry is hot yeah there's yeah, also that for her. literal prince charming as opposed to william literal. whose hair is just well you know it happens. He looks no, – I'm not going to say that. Yeah. Happened. Go ahead. You know, yeah. Anyway, so, <laughs> you know, like – and I think, like, we are obsessed, even as Americans, of, like, people who are royalty, right? Like, we're obsessed with this idea of, like, the princess life and the pretty dresses and, like, they yes. always look so beautiful and put together and, like, they're doing, like, beautiful, wonderful, non things and yada. And then also I was thinking about the fact that my name actually means princess. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Funny. Mine means Sarah from means- death- God's from Denmark. Your means from Denmark. Yeah, Yeah, I guess Dane, Dana. Yeah, yours is way cooler. God's princess. Yeah, it's Hebrew. That's so cute. It's very cute. And uh explains your like beautiful aerial hair. I know the one woman I was sitting next to my old coworker, she's like, I just love Ariel. And I was like, Yeah, she's my vibe. Yeah, yeah, uh, she is. Yeah. Yep. Um, although I'm a little bit more in line with like Belle's obsession with the library, but like Team Belle all the way. Yeah. Belle like, was Hermione was... before Hermione. Yes. <laughs> so like when I was little, I was like obsessed with Ariel. And then there was like this moment where I just like transitioned over to Team Belle. And like I just but yeah. like I, I'm rocking the blue eyes, red hair situation. You are. Which And your hair's long enough that you could cover your boobs with it, like if you wanted to, which I'm it's... super jealous of. I just love I know that's weird, hair. but no, like... that's it's a real thing. Anyways, princesses. So, princesses. So I was just thinking about this whole idea of princesses and like, what does it mean now? Because I feel like, um, like I don't really understand, you know. And we can get into a whole bunch of stuff with this. I feel like, but like, there's this attraction of this like princess image. Yeah. But then, for the most part, we don't really have princesses anymore. Like we do, but not really. Not like we used to. And then, and like in a way, we have people like the Kardashians or whoever, like the, the yeah. uh, Hadid sisters. Like you have these people who like 
have created wealth and image and influence mm -hmm. around this kind of like charmed looking life. Yeah. And then at the same time, we've got this like crazy broadening of like, what does it mean to be a woman? Right. Like it doesn't just have to be this like affluent, cared for, perfect, like super feminine image. Mm -hmm. Not that all princesses are boiled down to that, but I think that like classic idea of yeah. like, being a princess is like kind of that. And like, what does that mean these days that like we still think that's like a really fun vibe yeah if that makes sense so totally. i was just thinking we kind of like explore that whole thing yeah no i love that i love that so i guess my first question is just like why are we attracted to is it like why are we attracted to this idea of being a, is it like a holdover of like fairy tales and like watching disney things as a child is it because there's like an escapism aspect to it is it like the idea that like living a life like that is somehow like easier and more fun and indulgent even though i'm sure that like the reality of the day to day is probably not as much fun as you would think um yeah. i just don't like why why are we so attracted to that i feel like it's like a combination of both right like especially for our our generation who did grow up watching the very traditional old school uh, yeah, like Princess. Snow White, Cinderella. Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella. Okay. Can I just say, fuck Sleeping Beauty. I always hated Sleeping Beauty because I was like, you didn't do anything, bitch. You fell asleep. <laughs> and also, like, it's rapey as hell that he came and just, like, made out with her while she's sleeping. There are, so, like, <laughs> that is that is part of the problem, right? With, like, if you start to go down the fairy tale background route of this whole thing, you get into some, like, deep dark germanic shit yep. oh, oh my god like, original cinderella where they like chop oh, their toes off yeah. yeah and i'm like oh god <laughs> it's and then and those are just the ones that like walt disney was like yeah we can turn these into like attractive stories that doesn't include all the other really fucked up fairy tale quote-unquote fairy tales yeah, that they use as like punishment almost or like, like to yeah. scare the shit out of you they're like <laughs> oh yeah if you go wandering off into the woods even though the parents in this story like put their children in the woods a witch might eat you it's yeah like, and you're oh like, awesome cool i'll do whatever you say. like yeah. what anyway sorry. it's like old school stranger danger but yeah like i feel like it's got... old school stranger danger that's exactly <laughs> it um so yeah like i feel like it's one of those things where it's like the you know, we, we, we grew up seeing this and this is what we were kind of conditioned to. But then the escapism, I feel like, is so real. Like, anyone who knows me knows this. I'm obsessed uh, with reality TV. I watch a lot of bad Bravo reality TV. Let's be is... real. I don't watch a lot of it. No. And, and no, it's not a judgment. No, you're a better person than me. I watch I watch Lindsay, Lohouse, Lindsay Lohan's Beach House on MTV where Lindsay Lohan is open. That was a thing? It's open. It's It's happening now. Lindsay Lohan has come back and she's opened a club. What? The and there are people fuck? and... It's weird, and she has an accent now that's very confusing. Like, it's pseudo-European. I don't like this entire premise. No, but it is escapism, right? Like, you're looking at them, and you're like, wow, these people just, like, work on a beach in Mykonos, and they don't have real problems. There is that one TV show that's, like, Below Deck or something. I've it's watched like, that, yep. And I'm, like, watching that, and it's entertaining for a while until you start thinking oh, like, this is a really hard, lonely, depressing industry where you're catering to a bunch of really rich people. You can't yeah. really build legitimate relationships. 
because you're constantly like changing the boat you're on and these are your coworkers, and, you're, and it's just like eh, i started getting too much reality in the reality yeah. tv yeah. and then I, I i can't enjoy it no but, it, but but i think that more so maybe less than that or like vanderpump rules which is about people who work at a restaurant gotcha but i've never watched i know that you like it but i've never watched it. i don't even know the premise so i love it team stassi whatever <laughs> but like that spun off from the real housewives of beverly hills and that oh, okay. is modern day princess like the woman who owns the restaurant that they work in, Lisa Vanderpump, she's this like beautiful. She's the tiny dogs. Yes. Beautiful British, like, loves to wear like a high necked blouse and uh-huh. have tea, and her makeup's always perfect and her nails are always perfect. And she has this big, beautiful house that has literal swans that like Dang. swim. And there's just something beautiful about it. And I feel like we are attracted to beauty as people, right? Yeah. And there's something about this lifestyle. The Kardashians are also modern day princesses, right? Where it's just like, mm-hmm. those episodes, nothing happens. We yeah, just watch just them. Watching them like wander around, and right? Eat like, salad. Yeah. And it's like mostly manufactured drama, right? Totally. Like, and it's like, there was an episode in the. Mo- I, uh-huh. I, yeah, but there's an episode where Chloe, um, who's ostensibly probably the most normal of all of them, gets mad at her mom because she thinks her mom is art shaming her. What? She goes in and her mom's she goes to her mom's house and she's like, Oh, who did that painting? And her mom's like, How could you not know who did this? So she felt art shamed. And the entire premise of the episode was her getting back at her mom for art shaming her. What? <laughs> I don't know. And then and then and how I many watched people it. I watched this was like forty five minutes of your life plus commercials or I did. whatever. And then It's what? a two parter. It actually finishes in the second episode. They Yep. Yep. <laughs> but like I can't I can't with this stuff. It's just like, yeah. Okay, I get that you need an outlet to like let your brain chill out. Yeah, after work or whatever. But that's not reality. No, it's escapism. But, but exactly, that's exactly why we like princesses so much, right? Like, yeah, I think you're right. I think I think what you said earlier about like we see this beautiful image of like. Megan and Harry going out and doing all this wonderful philanthropic work. Or, mm-hmm. But then you think of someone like Princess Diana, who, mm-hmm. you know, was really trying to kind of step outside of the box of what it meant to be a princess and die because of it almost. Like, there, there's a lot of conspiracy theories around her. Right, death, right, right, right. But, yeah. like, yeah, I don't... She was certainly criticized. Yes. Highly criticized for it. And, at I'm, a and think about Meghan Merkel. Like, she... Everyone says that she's a bitch now. Like, there's all these people who say that, like, she's really mean. And, like, imagine the racism she has to face. Like, all these things. So, like, we like the pretty outline. But we don't want to get into the depths of the crazy, right? Like, that's what I think. Yeah. Yeah, I went off a tangent of what you asked. No, I I think it's – I like it. I think – yeah, I think it's good. So – On that note of pretty sparkly, wonderful facades, um, I picked up – a rosé in a can from France called Lila, I believe is how you would say it. Ooh, it's French. Right? Yeah. It's French. Yeah, Lila's right. Ha, ha, ha. Um, so it says on the can that they are specially designed to taste like the wine and not like the cans. So I saw we that. We'll see. Yeah, because we've had this true. Okay. Oh, wow. It's hard to smell. Also, it's. I think it's... I can't tell if it's, like, rosé rosé or sparkling rosé. I think it's sparkling rosé because when it popped, it, like, like, had, like, a... It had, like, a fizzy situation. Yeah. I guess we can okay. drink it. Yeah. Out. No, it's just rosé. Yeah, it does taste like rosé. It's actually really good. Like, for rosé from a can. No, I would 
totally just like drink this. I would it's like a legit it. like normal wine. Yeah, where did you get this from? Wegmans, where I do all. You you shop at uh, Trader Joe's, and I shop at Wegmans. We are a one trick kind of <laughs> pony type people. I am regretting not um, bringing a glass for it, so I'm gonna finish my water. I am really happy with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, so it's like pretty smooth drinking it's it's a dry rosé thank god because yeah i mean i think people have gotten the memo that it should be dry because this could have been like you can't tell from the can what it's going to taste like like it is a bright bubbly pink can like the the marketing they've done on this is oh it's perfect it's gorgeous oh the color is really nice like yeah i have to say it's like a nice like like when you get like a pink champagne yeah it's like kind of like that it's like a peachy I'm yeah, going to give pink. this three and a half corks because, again, four is reserved for very special wines for me. But I agree. Like, is it the same as, like, buying a bottle of rosé? No. Like, if I buy a bottle of rosé to buy a bottle of rosé. But this is fucking awesome. Like, I, I would like take this. this to, like, a, I would drink, like, I would just drink this at home. I wouldn't even need, like, a reason to have it in a can. That is what's saying something. Yes. And this is, like, this would be so good for, like, you guys do a barbecue every year. <gasps> this would be really good to have when you guys do your barbecue. Yes. Remember yeah. that. For I will. Barbecue. I will. You can bring it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm really happy with this. Three and a half corks for Good sure. Good call, man. Hells yeah. Way better than that other canned wine that we tried that one time. That oh. one. <laughs> I didn't want to talk about it. It brings up like <laughs> terrible memories. It was awful. <laughs> oh, God. I was like, oh, God. I just can't. She's so mad she broke the microphone. <laughs> no, this is oh, like, like, you wouldn't even know this was from a can. I'm no. so impressed. Yeah, really impressed. We're back in track. Okay, right. and they had a couple other things, so maybe we can explore. Maybe they ha- maybe one of the other things I looked at was sparkling, and that's why I thought it was sparkling. Mm. But it is very like it's got this like gorgeous looking like silhouette of a woman with like a massive like rose on it. It's very like princessy and it pink. It is, yeah, and delightful. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So moving right along in our critique of everything in the world. Um. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing. So I was just thinking about like I think I kind of touched on this before, like. Millennials are always, like, charged with how we've, like, changed everything and we're, like, ruining napkins and, like, straws and whatever. Which is funny because we do have a roll of paper towels up here rather than napkins. I mean. Why would I buy napkins? We don't use napkins on the regular. No. I was just thinking about how I feel like at least probably on, like, the tail end of our childhood. So, like, maybe kind of like my brother's age who he's probably not a millennial because he – I think millennials, the cutoff I think it's, is like 95 or something. We figured, we looked at it for one of our previous episodes. I yeah. remember. Yeah. Um, so he's yeah, not. Think, he'd be Generation Z, I think. Because yeah, everyone's he's going Generation to college right Z. now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, I feel like the parents of Generation Z, I guess are Generation X, they get letters and we get names. Um, We're Gen <laughs> Y all, slash millennials, I think. Oh, oh yeah. okay. X, Y. Yeah. Got Gen it, X, it. yeah. Yeah, that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Why didn't they start at the beginning of the alphabet? I don't know. I mean, gen... That gives you more time to generation, use up all the letters. <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> generation, like, you feels weird for me. I don't know why. That's true, but they could have started with A. Yeah, could have. Although I guess Generation F would probably be pissed. Um, anyway. <laughs> I would love to be Generation F. Like, <laughs> fuck generation that. fuck you. Um, <laughs> That's what we should be as millennials. Anyway. So I was just thinking about how, like, there was... I feel like there was a push with people... To start, and maybe it goes back to like a little bit of the consumerism stuff to like not just have princessy things for their girls. Yeah. Like 
to raise a generation of women who are like more exposed to STEM stuff and like there's the opportunity to play with Legos just as much as with Barbies and all that kind of thing and we don't need to go like in all the like intricate mm-hmm. examples of that but you know even today as like our generation kind of starts to parent like to have children and have parent be a parent and think about like how you shape the minds of the these little kiddos like yeah how do you handle princesses like do you because i i think also like we are trying to be so inclusive yeah that like gender is fluid yeah and identity boy, is fluid and wants... they should be fl- yes. like i 100 percent a boy are yeah. bored with that but like it's hard how do right? you handle it yeah like if your little boy wants to dress up as a princess great um and i think that it, it will help with all of the issues with masculinity that we're seeing the mm-hmm. me too movement and everything but yeah like how like, do, do we... you go cold turkey are you like no no princess movies in my house like because then because then do you push them into something because you're telling them they can't have it right like like should you expose i don't know like i don't know the answer to this i'm not a parent i I haven't had to like really wrestle with it yeah i mean one thing i can think of um and i gotta give a shout out to uh to my parents on this i feel like they did a pretty good job um I watched all the princess movies of course Mm -hmm. my mother would always take me to watch all the disney movies um I, though my favorite was Lion King, not any of the princess movies because animals are the best. But like, not 101 Dalmatians. I liked that one a lot, actually. I used to have a collection of the 101 Dalmatians in my room. Like, we had a uh, what was it, Pretty and Perdita? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But like, they did that, but then they also made me go to engineering camp. Oh, I see. I see. Right. So it's about giving them the opportunity, giving little kids, boys, girls, gender not conforming the opportunity to experience a lot of different things. Like I could have grown up to be like, no, I went to this engineering camp and I hated it, which I did do. I f- fuck that. It's great. It's not you. <laughs> no, it's not me at all. It's an awesome opportunity for other girls yeah. that I know that went to that. But well, like, I, I had to go to some, her mom made me go to some like summer art classes. Oh God. I was I, like, great. I don't know. My Catherine mom loved it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, obviously she is an artist. Yeah. I was just like, great. Awesome. This is so much fun fun to be creative yeah yeah i hate being creative except the best <laughs> summer camp i ever went to they used to do my community college used to do a summer camp uh called college for kids or something mm-hmm. and uh i went to harry potter camp where we just put together a play that's about amazing. harry potter and i was professor trelawney in it and <laughs> that's awesome she'd be fun to play <laughs> yeah but, but like, yeah I think... No, I think i get your point that like there maybe the solution to this is broad exposure it's not yeah. like rejecting it mm-hmm. so much as expanding what you expose your and let your, let your kids drive your decision making too right like you send them out and you let them touch on all of these different things like i decided i wanted to play soccer one year and my parents were like sure and then i realized i hated soccer my parents were like sure <laughs> like they didn't force me to stick with it past a year but they made mm-hmm. me stay for the season i wanted a pink room when i was a little kid i was like i want a pink room if your little kid says that they want it, they want their room to be the color pink, don't be like, oh, I don't know. Let them have it. Yeah. You know, or like when I was older, then I switched to blue. Be like, okay, great. And if your little boy wants a pink room, let them have it. You know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let your kids become their own people as long as they don't become assholes. Yeah, maybe that's it. It's like the not being an asshole type thing. Maybe we should have our other wine. Yeah, and then yeah, I'll yeah. tell you this, like interesting conundrum that i heard in this other thing so the other wine would you mind passing that the bottle yeah yes please there you go so i was kind of thinking that like somewhat in line with um (coughs) 
what we were just talking about that like the modern idea of a woman is like broader deeper mm-hmm. more complex mm-hmm. um encompasses a lot more stuff so i try to go with something a little bit more complicated i love it than like this delightful rosé yeah uh which i'm so impressed with so this one's uh beaujolais i from, love beaujolais from france we two went, french wines we You're went like, super really? france today yeah princesses france chateaus etc i love because i am bougie <laughs> let's not get it twisted Oh, I am a feminist I am a bit and of, I am so bougie. I am a bit of a princess. So. Oh, yeah, same. Um. <laughs> my friend Harini calls me princess, and I'm I fine with that. that. My mom told me I could, I wasn't a princess, and I should never think that I am. <laughs> Every time anybody says that to me, I'm like, but that's my name. Or my parents, I'm like, you named me that. <laughs> that was your choice. <laughs> All you. Sorry. You did this. Not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so princess. So anyway, so, uh, yeah. Um, so this one is from, I can't tell which part of France. I guess say- it would be Beaujolais. It says Beaujolais Village Contrôlé, so I'm not sure. Yeah, so that's is the, that uh, a region? That's the region, yeah. Sweet, 2017. Okay. I don't want to read the notes because I don't want to color your I'm a little bit stuffy today, but I, I mean, smell it smells. Van- I smell vanilla. Super nice. Current or <laughs> raisin? Yeah, it smells warm, like it spicy, does. warm, yeah. but like a bit of like a butter, like a balanced warmth. It smells like winter. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. I love this. I like this a lot. Mama happy. <laughs> I like this a lot. It's mm-hmm. like it's got the medium to light quality mm-hmm. of like. I don't know. Wateriness is not like the right thing, but you know where it it just, there's like a wine part of it where it's not so heavy and syrupy. There's a lightness. Yes. But then there's also a tannin at the end, which is really nice. But it's really delicate. Yeah. And complex. There is like a floralness to it. So like the, um, the notes on the back talk about violet, raspberry, and cherry. And it being medium body. I think that's really accurate. Like it's a very like, yeah. That kind of like. It tastes like a berry-y. princess, sort of. It does like, kind of taste yeah. princessy. Good job, me. I might give this four I'm, corks. I'm going to give it a four, too, which is rare for me, but this is like exactly what I would want out of a Beaujolais. Like, it's. it's I don't drink a lot of Beaujolais, and now I'm regretting that. I always forget about it, honestly, and it's it's so good. And yeah, I was like really like on the hunt for a Cab Franc, and yeah. I just like could not find one that looked good. And so I was like, fine, I got a Beaujolais. I'm so glad I'm you so did. happy I did. <laughs> also, Beaujolais just sounds fancy too, right? I know. Like, it sounds very princess. And see, we're doing it. Mm. We're obsessed with the idea of being fancy and being a princess. I even know, in our like pinkies out and pink wine. Oh, I always drink with my pinky out, darling. Obnoxious. But oh I love yeah, it. we are the worst. And I, um, I went to Charleston with a friend, and um, we landed. Mm-hmm. We walk into like a place to grab a coffee, and they're selling champagne. So we bought ourselves a fucking bottle of $30 champagne, yes. went back to our hotel, which is in this beautiful old building in downtown Charleston, popped that champagne, and we were like, we're officially the bougiest people on the planet. I love it. For the whole weekend, just eating fancy food and drinking fancy cocktails, and I wore leather pants, and it was just a whole thing. But like, yeah, Princess I mean, life. I think that's why this, I'm like kind of wrestling with this whole concept of um, like princessiness, right? Is like, there's a lot of like fun kind of like things that I really enjoy and like to be a part of that have to do with this like idea of like hyper femininity is probably an overstatement but like this idea of like a bougie princessy like yeah somewhat indulgent like having a good time and like 
almost hedonistic in a way, but like in a in a, with a very less light, like very like a touch of heat, like yeah, yeah. Light hedonism, like yeah, like doing things because it feels good in a way that's not damaging, yeah, right? Like, and thinking it, like I deserve, you know, like yes. I deserve that. And most people, I think, deserve at some point in their life to just do something because it feels good and it's like fun and it's something they want and like not to worry about the consequence the quote-unquote consequence right because like who cares if you have one really nice meal out or whatever right. you don't have to or yeah. if you decide that you want to splurge on an outfit that you really like and i think about this like <clears throat> yeah i mean it could take any type of form right well your traditional idea of a princess i love when i get like really dolled up to do something and it doesn't happen very often like if you saw me mm-hmm. right now i have not brushed my hair from last night um <laughs> But, like, I love when you go to a wedding and you find that perfect, beautiful dress and you just feel put together. And it doesn't have to be a dress. Like, some women wear, like, a Or a jumpsuit. Yes. Or some women wear, like, a suit because they like to present as more masculine. But it makes them feel good. And they spend money on it. Right. I think that's it. It's like, it's not just the comfortable thing. It's like, how, how, what is, like, the nicest, most, like, quote-unquote formal but like not formal in a stuffy way but like formal way I want to present myself to the world and what and what is like that part of me like I mean I think that's why people like to go to places like Vegas or Palm Springs or like wherever where it's like you go to these places and you do these things that are like you know you get a massage and you like go out to fancy dinner and whatever full escapism yeah it is escapism and like you know but I think that that could be as small as like I mean, I have one burning right now, but, like, I have this, like, really nice candle that I bought. Yeah. And, like, there's something, like, really kind of self-indulgent about burning a really nice candle and having a glass of wine and reading a book in oh, bed. my favorite like, thing in the whole world. It's the most relaxed I am, but it is indulgent. It's it, a- it, but, yeah, because it's kind of like I could be doing a thousand other things with my time and, like, my brain always goes to, like, you should be folding laundry. You should be doing this. Yeah. And, like, I have a small wedding to plan but like a little one (laughs) talk about being a princess by the way her dress is gorgeous anyways continue i'm so excited (laughs) yeah it's not until november though there's lots of time but like you know like my brain is like you should be doing all the other things and so there is like a princessy feel to spending the time just yeah doing that or taking like a bubble bath you know or i love to go get my nails done my favorite thing to do is to go get a nice gel manicure which i need to do mine is growing out a lot but like there's just something about having like that like for me like I was not always a super feminine person like I mm-hmm. used to be a tomboy I used to be really uncomfortable in my own skin and mm-hmm. so I'd wear like really baggy clothes to like you know balance it out I never did my nails I barely did makeup and I've realized that there's something I personally really enjoy about like the act of being feminine because I choose to do it you know what I mean like not because yeah. I feel like I need to be put into a box to do it but I want to go get my nails done and I want to do my hair and I want to mm-hmm. look a certain way because it makes me happy. Yeah. And it makes me happy to feel like a princess. And that's okay, I think, as long as I'm not treating other people like I'm a princess. Right. And I also think that it goes back to what you were saying earlier about your parents, which I think in a lot of ways is really similar to the approach that my parents took, which was like go at all things yeah. and see what kind of sticks and resonates. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, math, science, literature, whatever. Um but I, I think in, like, presenting all those options, like, maybe you become more well-rounded and you just pick up the pieces of those things without going so far down you this, like, idea. Well, yeah. yeah. You know, like, I, I look, I think that there's a lot of 
like exploitative consumerism with some of this influencer reality TV stuff that I'm just not interested in. Um, (laughs) Sure. But then I also think about, so the one thing I was going to say before we uh, opened our second bottle of wine is I was listening to this conversation um, with these people and I can like link to it or whatever. Um, Just, is it a podcast? Or? Yeah, it's an on-being conversation, which I really love. Um, but they were talking to these uh, women who are, like, kind of co-parenting these children. Mm-hmm. They, they're married now, but it's, it's a long story. You should listen to it. One of them's, like, a former, like, gold medal, like, soccer player. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're really interesting. I cannot. Abby Wambach, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... With the short blonde hair. And... Yeah, 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 yeah. I, can, I, mean, I can't remember the name of the other woman, and, and I'm sorry. I'm blanking on it. But we'll link to yeah, it. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So they were in their oh, conversation. I love, I love her. They're, she's fucking fascinating and, and so cool. And her wife is really fascinating too. Like she's got this whole like thing about like parenting and like parenting as like an activist and stuff. And like the two of them have really interesting interplay. And the conversation was really interesting. Um, but she made this comment at what the not the soccer player, but the other woman mm-hmm. made this comment about how she had spent so much time trying to raise angry daughters like daughters who felt okay being angry <laughs> yeah. who felt okay taking on the world who were exposed to femininity but were also like given the space to like do things that we traditionally think are like okay for boys but not okay for girls yeah and she was like you know i realized at some point that i never gave my son the opportunity to be soft like i was so focused on letting oh, giving my daughter's the space to be angry and hard Mm -hmm. that i didn't give my son the opportunity to be soft and like react to things more gently and she's like that and that that was i thought that was like you know like that's the evolution of this idea of parenting that really resonates with me we're like again not a parent but like how how do you strike that balance between like raising girls that are just as comfortable like being crazy feminists Mm mm-hmm and like take it on the world or like becoming an engineer or like whatever they want to do or, or not or i would say or being a stay at home mom which is an amazing also path really very 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 fucking important. hard it's super hard i was i was yes. talking to like my neighbor the other night i was like i don't think i could do it no i it, don't think i could do it i, I was like I, I have so much respect for you and i think like right now she she has two really young children and she's so busy but i'm like i don't know I was like, I'm sure right now you could not find an hour in the day to sit by yourself, but like eventually you're going to have that time. And like, she wants to go back to work and whatever. And I don't need to share all of her personal details, but like, I'm like, I think about the people, like my mom was a stay at home mom a lot of my life. Mine was too. Yeah. Until I was in middle school, I think. Yeah. How you have the balance of being there and available for your children and like occupying your time in a way that's like meaningful for yourself and not losing yourself right yeah like that seems incredibly difficult like incredibly and and like you want to do enough that you feel feel fulfilled but it's not so draining that it takes you away from the like i don't know it's just really complicated but i thought that that comment about how you parent young girls and young boys and how like we navigate this like fluidity again of like gender and identity Mm -hmm. and like what the options are for you and not like putting them into this like you're either like Buzz Lightyear and like Woody, and mm-hmm. you're doing this like boy thing over here, or like your princessy over here with like you know, yeah, Sleeping Beauty and Snow White and what like this like really binary understanding of the world. 
Yeah. No, I love that. And I think that as I'm, as I've been listening to you talk about that, which, you know, I, I've thought a lot about masculinity while we've been talking mm-hmm. about this, this princess conversation, because as important as it is for us to embrace whatever level of feminine femininity we want to, whether yeah. it be full Kardashian or whether you present uh, more masculine um, or asexual or, or yes, whatever. Yep. Or gender nonconforming, all those things like, and we've talked a lot you know, in our society about making princesses more representative of who we are mm-hmm, as women, mm-hmm. people of color, um, women that can be intelligent and do these things. We're not really doing the same for our princes. We're not bringing in a prince that yeah. is able to be vulnerable or able to be like, they're either, you know, slay the dragon, like whatever I need to protect my woman, mm-hmm. you know, or the guys that we see in um, TV shows or movies are like womanizers who like, don't treat women with respect. Like, yeah. It's very rare that we see a prince that is multifaceted. And I think it's important for little boys yeah. who are going to grow up to be cisgendered men to see a prince or someone who like can have feelings and emotions and still be considered masculine. It's an exceptionally good point because I feel like there's no counter narrative that we present young boys with. Yeah. Where like they have like superheroes like out to save the day. Like there's no... It's not like there's something that's geared toward little boys that shows a complex, vulnerable, emotional, but also, exactly. you know, brave and confident. Like, it, there, there's not – I mean, I think maybe some of the superhero stuff does to a certain degree, mm-hmm. but, yeah, we need we need storytelling that encompasses both roles in the same narrative that show a wide range of things. And I think also, like, one thing – as you were saying that all the stuff about – um how we think about masculinity and how we present that to young children. Like the other thing that has going back to our, um, our last podcast, what it means to not have to do it all. Right. Like I think the other, the other thing that like this whole concept kind of falls into is like, you don't have to be good at every single thing and like have a beautiful picked up home and have a thousand degrees and have a stressful high paying job and be the best mom. Like you don't have to do every single thing a hundred percent, a hundred percent of the time. Like you can pick and choose like where you, like what you even spend your time on. Yeah. What you've even, and like whether you're a stay at home mom or you have some high powered career or a normal career, a normal job in the middle, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. And like, how do we have stories for little kids and things as they're developing their understanding of the world that are like well-rounded people who only do so much, right? Like they don't have to be these kind of superhuman representations of like how you're a hundred percent at all the things and you're this perfect thing, whether that perfect thing is super feminine or not or super masculine or not in the traditional sense. Like, because that is a really hard thing to learn. Like, I think as you come into like, the end of high school and like into college of of really internalizing the idea that like there is only so much you will do and you have to prioritize yeah and deprioritizing some things doesn't make you a bad person totally it's just a way of thinking about that you have only so many hours in the day and there'll be so many resources and you have to focus your your life on certain things and that doesn't make you a bad person to be 
focus on your career or not focus on your relationships more than others like you can pick and choose what that looks like and how do we like I don't know how you show that in like a positive well-rounded way to kids right because you know and and again you don't have been kids in a long time so we're not and we don't have kids so we're not as plugged into like what's in front of their little eyes on their little screens right but still no, and I agree. And I think um, going back to what you just said about prioritization, it was um, interesting. I'm bringing her up again. I was talking to my therapist the other day. Uh-huh. Because therapy's amazing, and even if you don't have mental health issues, having a therapist is sometimes awesome. Just throwing that out there. Agreed, agreed. But um, I was talking to her, and I said, you know, one, like, I went to grad school pretty young compared mm-hmm. to a lot of people, when a lot of people in my, our generation go to graduate school. Yeah. And um, I, like, went into the deep, dark hole of Ithaca for two years, and I came out and, like, half my friends were either in a serious relationship or were engaged. And I was like, uh-huh. when did this happen? And they had this, like, picture-perfect, like, one of my best friends just bought a house with her husband. And it's so cute. And it's huge and gorgeous. And, like, she's, like, this – she's, like, beautiful and has this, like, really, like, well-paying job. And he's, like, like a super sweet dude. And they're, like, really cute together. And I just remember coming out and being like, oh, my God, their lives are this picture-perfect, beautiful princess thing yeah. that I've always wanted, and I don't have that. And my therapist goes, yeah, because you were getting a master's. You prioritize <laughs> Yeah, <something>. exactly. <laughs> yes, you prioritize something different. And they're looking at you saying, wow, I wish I had done that earlier because now I'm thinking about going back. And right. I don't know what I want to do, and I don't want direct- know what direction mm-hmm, to go into. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's exactly my point. It's like and – I, and I love that – your therapist gets it so concretely and is able to because I, I think that's again the beautiful thing about therapy is having someone to be able to say yeah let me as a third party <laughs> regurgitate exactly what you just said with authority that you don't have to do everything you know hey, like girl, they just you sound crazy let me tell you let why me tell like, you about how the fact that you decided you needed to do everything a hundred percent a hundred percent of the time is not how life works and yep. you need to relax and as a third party i can tell you you did great um exactly yeah love therapy um <laughs> not th- i'm not in it right now but it was the best tool i think yep ever in my yep. like yeah i just talk at her but i, I pay this woman well, this is a whole separate conversation, yeah. but I pay this woman to talk at her for an hour every Friday. But then amazing. when she says something like, yes, exactly what you described is a good thing. Like your brain thinks, oh, they did all these things to build this life. And yeah. therefore I am less because I was so busy getting my degree. And she's like, yeah, exactly. You were so busy getting your degree. <laughs> you both did equally challenging, important things at the same time in your life. Mm-hmm. And they're both valid. Yep. And you can be aspirational to have that like picture perfect instagram perfect life or be aspirational to just have your life be a little bit messy yeah and that's okay and i think that that's the problem with princesses is right it's this glossy Mm -hmm. beautiful perfect image and like life is not perfect life is messy nope and if you know as a woman we're not going to be perfect as a man you're not going to be perfect if you're a man who likes to watch princesses and you know you want to be a princess yourself? Fucking go for go it. For it. I don't give a shit. Like, I don't, like, that's the other thing. All these people that spend all this time so focused on, like, what other people do. Yeah. With their, like, it's one thing, the idea of comparing yourself against your peers that you're close to and trying to evaluate how your life stacks up against their life. Yeah, which you Are don't you need doing to okay? do, really. You don't really need, but, I think, like, you, your brain goes that way caring 
what other people do because you think that somehow someone else's life personally should offend you because this thing they're doing that has absolutely nothing to do with your life hurts no one. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Let it, them do whatever they want and care. Like, my you're not hurting yourself or others. I don't care. That's So that's my favorite thing. Do my whatever mother, you want. My favorite thing my mother ever taught me was if you're not hurting, if, if it's not hurting you, someone else or an animal, you don't need to care about it. I would add the planet. Well, yeah, as I yes. think more about this, I'm like, yeah, yeah now we're doing is. anything yeah. that's like destroying the yeah. ozone layer. But like, the, yeah. Otherwise, like, I don't give a. You want to sleep with whoever? I don't care who you sleep with. Sleep you with everyone. I don't give a dress fuck. X, Y, and Z. Way. I don't care. Do whatever you want. Like, I watch. I don't give a shit. I watch RuPaul every week, and I'm like, I wish I could be as beautiful and put together as these amazing drag queens that I'm watching. Yeah, I'm like, I can't I, even handle wearing the clothes I already bought myself. <laughs> I'm like, like these and, people create these gorgeous like ideas of what an outfit could look like. Of what I, femininity I is. Like yeah. and they're showing different ways to be feminine and I love it. And like, you know what? Even the fucking Kardashians, if they want to sit around being brainless and useless, they're not really hurting anybody. I don't care. No, I mean, I don't get it and I don't spend my time on it. I do. But I, I love just, aspirational shit. No, but I love like, it. Yeah. It, like, I'm kinda like, uh, that's not my thing. I kind of think it's a huge waste of time. Yeah, it is. And brain power, totally. And brain power. But I don't care if other people spend their time on it. Or if people decide they want to do it. I don't. I don't care. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like All, all I'm judging is my own use of time. Yes. Do and, not give a shit about it. And as long people. as, again, as they're not hurting others themselves or like any animal, I and I'm not, this is not me right. being like, don't eat animals. It's me being like, no, like, this don't is just basic them. tenets. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then, like, fuck it. And I think that that is what we need to teach our kids is, like, you can literally be whoever or whatever you want as long as who you are doesn't hurt anybody and doesn't yeah. hurt yourself. Exactly. Well, well I think off. this has been really interesting. I think it's given, at least, like, when I saw that and I kind of had this, like, weird that being the kind of princess silhouette game mm-hmm. and i kind of had this like oh it's really fun and i was like are we really into princesses still are princesses still okay i don't know what are we thinking about princesses these days give me a lot to think about and yeah like, same really understand like where we are yeah i'm glad you brought this up because i think this was a really interesting way to think about what it means to want certain things or to be a certain type of way and yeah aspirational like what aspirational even means you know mm-hmm Agreed. Because frankly, our new modern day princess is AOC, and I'm totally fucking fine with it. Um, don't even get me started about how AOC has like shamed me into better self care and face washing. (laughs) I'm like, if this girl and a a red lipstick. I'm like, she agree with her, don't agree with her. She's a congressman at our age. She's like, yeah, she's younger than me, and it's like. Great. She can wash her face every night. I can wash my right? face every night. Get your shit together, Sarah. Wash your face every yes. night. Like-, also, like this girl is like beautiful and feminine and is not afraid to be pretty in a no. place where a lot of times women have like been made to feel like they shouldn't be made up or pretty or they need whatever. to be too much one way or the other. Like she's like, I'm putting on a bold red lip for the State of the Union and a cape, and I don't give a fuck. And I just again, you don't have to agree with her politics. To be no, like, but I, I like this. I think I think you're exactly right that like we need to just appreciate both her and like all the other women that are in Congress now. Is yeah. like look at this broad range of ways of being in the world, 
and they're all awesome. They're all right. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, again, her shaming about face washing was like, yeah, you're my new self-care hero who was younger than me and a member of Congress. And helped write a bill recently, which like, that's fine and normal. (sighs) What am I doing with my life? But I think you're right. Like a really good icon of like modern femininity. Fuck yeah. All right. Well, this has been real fun. Yeah. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Don't forget to check in with us on social media. Speaking yeah. of, you know, the social media influencer climate that we're in. Follow us. <laughs> Hi. And we will, we will keep posting. Yeah. All right. See you later, guys. Bye, guys. Special thanks this episode to the various sources that we pulled together for inspiring and informing our conversation. A recap of this episode's wine review can be found in the show notes and on our website at www.decantdc.com. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the good places. This episode was produced by Katherine Kamowski. Thanks for listening. Cheers. <laughs>